Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number seven of the Good Old Hockey Podcast. I'm here with Gally again. Uh, we had a good week. Um, I don't know about you, but we had some good hockey. We had the, what was it, the Global Series games? Was that what it was called? Yeah. Um, yeah. Over the last weekend, it was that Stutzla fucking, what did he do? He like batted out of the air. Did you see that goal? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was insane. Yeah, there's yeah, some pretty good games. It was, yeah. I know it fucks some people's fantasy, fantasy matchups yeah. because the games are at 6 a.m. Yeah, like, like you saw, can set lineups. And I'm like, I saw some shit on Twitter that like some guy lost because of that. <laughs> oh no, his season's going down the drain because of this. Loss, yeah, so. yeah. Um, but hey, I took the dub in fantasy. I'm like, I think I'm four or five and zero. Oh. It's like fucking ridiculous. Damn. But, uh, I think I'm three and three right now. Took, yeah, I took the dub in fantasy. Oh, but actually, more importantly, I took the dub in beer league. Which uh, oh. shout out who we finally got a a dub. It's been like a fucking a month, a month and a half. But uh, really, it was a super fun game. Super fun game. Yeah. It was fast paced. I was playing center, but um, yeah. Besides that, man, I had a I had a friendsgiving on on Friday. Kind of set up a mm. like three tables diagonally in my my yeah. living room and had a fuck ton of people over and uh, awesome. Made made a turkey for my first time. So that was oh, how was that? That was interesting. I that. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. And correction. I'm six and zero actually in fantasy. Okay. So my team's fucking outstanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the turkey came out good, and uh, that was pretty pretty solid weekend overall. Did a lot of shit. Nice. So. Um, yeah, I think. What do we do? I saw Stevie downtown. I think it was Saturday. Cause yeah, I was after the Steelers game. I went to the Steelers game on Saturday, which, by the way. Uh, Zooch, I went with him. So Tin Roof had like a box, or not a box. It was like the upper deck thing with the bar and stuff. Yeah. Uh, one of their distributors <clears throat> had like tickets up there. So he got us in there and we had like a table by the, the railing. Got to eat and watch hockey. It was fun. Um, but they were playing like replays of goals this year. Just doing like their pregame stuff. And the goal horn was going off. And Zach was like, do we get a new goal horn? And I was like, yeah, actually, fucking Galley made that. You made that, right? Like, that was your, you programmed that? Yeah, no, I totally sought that out. Uh, I still haven't been to Stewart's game yet. I could uh, definitely go to one, though. And I mean, I, I miss them, dude. It's it's just, it, it, yeah. would, it would hurt my heart in a way to go do it. Yeah. See all the shit that I planned out. Yeah. No, it would be. Yeah. I can see Motion, that being tough. Interns, mascots, the, the goal horn. But yeah, I did get the goal horn started. I literally seek that out from hornblasters.com and ordered <laughs> it and put that thing together and um yeah man it's it sounds sick i'm glad yeah. i was too, i was so worried that it was gonna be too loud and like blow people's eardrums out but uh no it's i don't cool. know I like still, it. a little bit, still a little bit associated with the steelheads my marketing company now and that's one of the accounts oh, yeah. i actually uh worked with for for advertising stuff and still kind of write blurbs for them in a few magazines like boise dev here in idaho and Still cool. somewhat associated with them, and I yeah. obviously I, they're some of my best friends, so it's it's not too uh, crazy in terms of client relations. But uh, yeah, man, I, I miss the fuck out of that job. It's that that was definitely the place where I oh did I what just happened? cut out? What happened? No, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, but uh, I mean, shit, dude. I know they miss me. It's it sucks. Every like fucking a miss you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Vice versa. So, uh, yeah, man, but I'll, I'll make it to a game soon. They're, they're fucking doing so good. Like the start they of are. the season. I'd say they're 11, two and one, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think Kansas city's right up there with them in the, the mountain division. So it's looking, it's going to look like another fucking good regular season from the steelheads, but yeah. Hey, when ECHL playoffs comes around, it's fucking whole another beast tonight. Oh yeah. I witnessed that last year. Like, I, I think it's just hockey playoffs and in, in general, yeah. but like. I mean, they had such a dominant record-breaking season, and then they went down zero-two um, to start out the series. So, yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to to see how they can at least translate it into the playoffs. But I think they're doing fucking great, and they're gonna have a great yeah. season. They got okay. really, really good coaching staff. I mean, Everett Sheen and Keenan Kelly are just fucking dogs, dude. They're That's, they're yeah. probably gonna be in some higher leagues sometime soon. Yeah. I mean, 
in two back-to-back regular seasons and let alone who knows how they do in the playoffs um it's pretty impressive so yeah um yeah we'll we'll see but uh yeah steelheads are a fucking wagon per usual best best echl team no oh, doubt yeah, for sure yeah they've been they've been hot um yeah i saw them they played the allen americans they beat them what was it like four? we got the jack the jumbo jack so it was like five one or something like that um so yeah they're good this year but yeah that was saturday uh Sunny didn't do much yesterday, though, like a degenerate on a Monday. Uh, so Tinderf is closed for this week, which those of you listening that don't know what we're talking about, Tinderf is just a local um, <laughs> taco shop. If anyone's listening out of market of us. Um, yeah, it's a taco shop that I used to work at. Um, and we're all, I'm all still good friends with everyone um, that worked there. A lot of our people that do the podcast with us still work there. Um so yeah, we <clears throat> they're closed for renovations. So last night we went to Jackpot, Nevada. Now, again, if you're at a market, this is a place about two and a half hours from where we are at, Boise, Idaho. So we drove down there yesterday. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Um, at around like 1 p.m. Got there around like 5 because we took a little stops here and there. But basically it's this town right on the border of Idaho and Nevada. And obviously gambling's legal there, but every single license plate in that parking lot is all Idaho. So it's, I mean, the state of Nevada is all on Pacific time, yet the casino runs on Idaho time because they know everyone there is from Idaho. So all the clocks and stuff, it all reads Idaho. It's not Nevada, um, which is funny to me. But um, yeah, I cooked, well, not really cooked up, but me and Zooch had done a parlay we were just doing like simple ones. So we wanted to do one for the five o'clock game, which was Edmonton and Florida. And the over under was at seven. And we were like, damn, that's pretty high. But they're two pretty high scoring teams, um, especially lacking defensively. So we took the over in Edmonton because we were like, you know what? They got a new coach. They're starting to get some things together. Um, and then I found out that <clears throat> they're backup was starting and this is like one of his first nhl games so that was awesome um or at least of the season and then bobrovsky was playing but first period 2-0 edmonton and i was like okay this is looking good and then it was 2-2 panthers by by the end of the first period it was 2-2 so i was like okay this over looks good now we just got to worry about the edmonton just pulling it out and winning so third period happens it's 4-3 and the entire game, we're watching the entire like third period. It was stressful as shit because I put twenty bucks down and I would have won, I think eighty or a hundred bucks. So I was like, I could use that money for extra gambling money. <laughs> and of course, Edmonton does what they do best and just couldn't do it. I think Florida looked really good in that game. They were very defensive, um, good on the four check like they always have been the last couple of years. Um, so that was depressing. And then we find out lately Cody has been on a losing streak. I mean, so have I, but on a losing streak on parlays. And usually, he's usually pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, for hockey last year, he was pretty good. Um, but we told him, we're like, don't bet with us, please. Like, bet anything else. <laughs> Not this game. And we find out at the end of the game that he put money on the Oilers. It wasn't like the same bet that we did, but he had like the Oilers and. I think he actually, he got them all. He bet the Bruins, the Oilers, and the Predators to win. And the Predators came back last minute. And so he was, that was the one bet that he didn't get right, was the Oilers game that we also bet on. So it was definitely frustrating. It was a stressful game, but we had fun. Um, I, had the, I think I had the Oilers over, it, it barely hit. It was five to three, right? Yeah, it was five to three, um, and the over was seven. So if they had tied the game, it would have been four four, which is eight. And then if they won, yeah. it'd been five four, so nine. So it was looking good going into the third. I was like, they just need to tie it up and, and win, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. No five three. That's that's eight, man. Over seven. No, but we needed the Oilers to win. Also, it was a two leg parlay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, hold up. I think I hit that last night. Uh, no, yeah, the yeah. overhit for the game 
but we had both the over and Edmonton to win because they were the underdogs. So it boosted our odds, but dude, speaking of bad beats, I had a, this is non hockey betting related. Yeah. I had a fucking six, six or seven. I think it was a 17 parlay. It was one of the most degenerate bets I've ever done. Yeah. It was on yeah. Qualifying. Put like $12 to win like 468. Hit six out of seven legs and Togo, a com- country in Africa, fucked me over, dude. They no, <laughs> as a money line, I I would have been uh, super happy on that, but yeah, that was a, a bad beat. But yeah, dude, Jackpot Nevada is it's a it's pretty sick. It's, it's mostly like Twin Falls people that go there, but uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, uh, I've had some funny experiences there. One time I was on a roulette table, a guy hit like seventeen red. Hopped on the like intercom system. He was shit faced. Hopped on the intercom system and was like, 17 red, 17 red. This guy probably would have won like 20, 30K and they fucking dragged him out after that. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. For getting on the intercom? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you probably shouldn't do that, but. They'll do anything to null your bets and be like, oh, yeah. sorry, you're not getting your money. You're kicked out. Jackpot's so. a good, good place. Well, he's being. It is. Out. He was probably, yeah, he was. I, I, who knows, who knows, this yeah, guy was, knows. It was, there's some interesting folks that, that go through jackpot, yeah. but uh, yeah, dude, nothing's, nothing's better than hitting a parlay in a, in a, in a sports book, dude. Yeah, we were like Vegas. sitting there, oh. Yeah, that's fire, dude. One time I was in Vegas, I was getting a massage from some, like, I don't even know, in Vegas they have like chicks that go around and gives massages in sports books. And I was no way. On my neck and shoulders and watching five <laughs> uh five leg parlay and it hit and i fucking won like i want to say wow dollars off of it but uh yeah enough enough like jackpot and yeah we'll get into some nhl talk yeah um (laughs) that was just our dgen conversation we just had but um yeah jackpot on a monday wasn't successful shocker but um had a lot of fun regardless so but we did have some good stuff coming out of the nhl this last week interesting development in Patrick Line here. Um, I don't really know what's happening with him. I mean, I know he had a healthy scratch. He had said, what, this is the most embarrassing yeah, thing in his life, which. Yeah, today he came out with, I think, in an interview with Presser, like saying it was the most embarrassing moment of his life. So very, very interesting coming out of just Columbus. And I know their GM said, you know, they're not going to make any big moves. Um, but you know, if I were him, I would, I mean, being one of their best players, let alone, I mean, he got traded there in that Pierre Luc Dubois trade a few years back. Um, and he was going to be a key piece for the blue jackets and, you know, just getting healthy scratch. That's tough. I mean, he has three points and nine games played. So really not the best. Um, I were him, I'd be wanting out of fucking Columbus. I mean. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a good goal scorer. I want to say, shit, dude, like he's put up forty goals. Oh yeah. Um, but I think he did I, that last year. Yeah, I think he needs to maybe get a shake up, but I don't know if the Blue Jackets are going to trade him. I mean, it's it's interesting. The Blue Jackets GM said that because he kind of put together this team. I don't think Johnny Gaudreau is playing very well either. Um, no. I've heard Flames fans say, you know. Johnny Hockey back to the Flames. I doubt that happens, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Like I don't know. I'm still pissed he left the Flames, but uh, yeah. yeah, the Jackets are in the fucking dumps right now. I mean, they, they are. are one seven and two in their last ten. They are just. I want to say they're close to the bottom. They're like third or fourth last in the league. Um. So yeah, it's it's kind of a shit show in in Columbus right now. Yeah. So I guess he scored. Holy shit, he scored 44 goals in 2017-18 season. Um, okay. Sophomore. And he hasn't scored. Yeah. He hasn't cracked 30 since 2018-19 since. Oh, really? In that huh. year last year. Kind of around the point point per game player. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's going to be Which interesting still, what happens in like, like for the Blue Jackets. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious with them. I mean, you'd be like – I don't know if you had told me I didn't really have high expectations for Columbus, but I would still think like production wise, I think that they could still at least do something like Line A and Goudreau, now Fantilli on that line too, I think with them. Yeah. Or is even playing with them, but 
yeah, I mean, Columbus has just got to figure it out before they get extradized from Columbus, if that's even a word. But, um, yeah, so we'll see uh, in the coming future what that means or what that was that he got a healthy scratch. Um, I haven't seen that in a while unless it was – I think the last time I saw that was Patty Kane, but we all knew that he was going to get traded. I think um, it was just kind of production-wise. I mean, if you're one of the best players on the team scoring three points – you know, players yeah. that are getting paid league minimum or million, two million dollars a year are outscoring you and outplaying you. I mean, I'd play them, yeah. And I mean, fuck, up in Calgary, Jonathan Huberto, he's getting paid $10.5 million a year. 10.5. And he's not doing too much. I mean, he's play, been playing a lot better since he got benched in the third period a few games back. But, uh, I mean, there's there's definitely some some players around the league that have had some cold fucking starts. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely up there. Um, yeah, and one of the Blue Jackets are. I mean, I think I feel like some people kind of slotted them in as kind of a fringe team, maybe with Fantilli and Gaudreau and Line. I mean, those three players alone, you know. Um, yeah, they should be at least. You know, they, they got Merzelinkis in the back. I don't even know if I, I think I butchered that name, but um, yeah, that's kind of happening with columbus but did you want to touch on this you know this comeback from the preds too yeah so this was so so i almost after that edmonton bet i thought about putting money on nashville i was like i don't know i could see it's a central matchup it's a rivalry between colorado and nashville um i was like maybe the preds could do it and then watching it i saw the abs were up by one and then i get a note notification from the score on my phone and i was like holy shit they just scored two goals in 16 seconds and i don't know if you saw the youtube clip or the instagram clip of it but that place was rocking i would have loved to be at that game because that just looked like so much electricity of just scoring off an empty net or you get a man advantage off an empty net they score and then 16 seconds later they take the lead um and it was like two of their pretty well, I guess Philip Forsberg scored the one and then Luke Cunin the other one. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool to see um, them have that 16-second comeback pretty much. In that, yeah, like, I saw that score notification too, and I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But um, other than that, we're going to do something new here with <clears throat> how we're going to be talking about league and stuff. We're going to do this. It's called Hot or Not. Um we're each going to name off teams. The other one is going to give a description, whether they're hot or they're not. Um, pretty self-explanatory. But first, start off with the caps. I'll give a little preview. The last 10, they're 8-1-1, one, and one, and they have been heating up a bit, especially in those last 10. We kind of, I mean, I think we touched on them in the beginning of the season, just kind of saying how we were kind of shocked, kind of not, like wasn't really sure where they were going to be. Um, but, Gal, if you had to give one word, what would that word be for the caps? Hot. I think they're yeah. going to make the playoffs. I think just with their experience, I can see, they, yeah. they have an old roster. Um, mm-hmm. I think Obi is kind of, you know, leading the charge of that team. But, you know, you got veterans like Carlson on there, Kuznetsov. Um, Tom Wilson is, is another one on there. And, um, you know, I think they should. They should if they continue this. I mean, they're looking good. I know that's a hard place to play, too, in, in Washington. Uh, DC at least for for opposing teams, but no, they're looking a lot better than you know what they did start out as, um, and you know not only that, I mean being eight one and one within a very hard division, um, that's <clears throat> also been fluctuating a lot. I mean, shit, looking at that division, the Devils are down to sixth place in that division now. Which yeah, is like they were like first or second a couple weeks ago. So yeah. Lots of movement in the Metro right now, but, um, you know, I think the Caps should slot in over the Flyers. I don't think the Flyers are – I think they're not, if anything. Um, yeah. But I'd say the Capitals are, are definitely hot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, going off to the next team, we got uh, the Florida Panthers, uh, which are 8-2-0 and in their last 10. Um. You know, they're doing really good. I know they were kind of a team that a couple of weeks ago, they were also kind of dwell like yeah. on, the, on the downward spiral um, to the bottom of their, their division. But uh, now they're right back up 12, five and one. 
Um, they're scoring again. I know Matthew Kachuk is absolutely tearing it up for them. Um, mm. But what would you say, hot or not? <laughs> I would say the Panthers, I would say they're hot right now. Um, and yeah, they've had a, they had a rough start, like we said. Um, and I think it was kind of just one of those things where we've talked about how the Knights have not had a Stanley Cup hangover. <clears throat> and they've obviously been their top of the league right now or second in the league. Um, but I think also for the Panthers, they kind of had that. I mean, they got what gentlemen swept in the playoffs or in the Stanley Cup final. So they had to play. I mean, they had to play. They have less time to prepare than other teams. Yeah. And I mean, they lost some pieces here and there, but they also added some pieces. Didn't have Ekblad to start. Now they do have him. Um, so I think they're gonna we're gonna start seeing them start heating up. So I'm definitely gonna give them a hot. Um, and what they've been doing. Uh, for our next one though, <clears throat> we're gonna go over to the Central Division. Stars right now, they are first in the Central. I know that. Uh, Seventeen points, the leader for Joe Pavelski on the Stars. So he's at a point per game right now at the age of thirty-nine. Great. The guy is crazy. Um, miss him as a Sharks fan, um, but I'm glad to see that he's having some success in Dallas. <clears throat> Hopefully, he wins a cup this year for them. Um, I don't think he'd be doing that with the Sharks, 17 points in seven games. But, I mean, overall, they're 12-4-1, sitting at 25 points, which is only three points behind Vegas, four points behind Boston. So they're still up there. But I could probably guess your answer here, but what's your hot or not for them? I'd say hot. Um, yeah. You know, I think we, we're kind of always talking about the Stars and the Avs, um, you know, being the top of that division, that central yeah. division. But, uh you know, I think there's a lot of good additions for them. I think Duchesne is a huge addition for yeah. them. Um, he's got 15 points in 16 games. Rupe Hintz is also killing it, point per game. Um, and yeah, Pavelski, I mean, point per game pace at 39 years old. I mean, yeah, not aging right now. No. Uh, but, you know, you got some excellent goaltending on the back end. Ottinger is 8-3, 0.920 save percentage. 2.5 goals again so yeah um, yeah the stars are clicking right now for sure and you know some of their past games i think they they beat someone that was pretty damn good recently um the rangers i mean they they easily handled the rangers six to three but night before they got they lost the ass six to three so um i mean yeah. the central is, is still open but for right now i'd say hot and for the rest of the season then i i think they they keep it up and um potentially get you know that top three spot, top four spot in the, in the Western conference. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think with the central where it's always going to have that toss up between the abs and the stars, especially this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. So going on to our next, we got the Montreal Canadians who are two, seven and one in their last 10. Um, despite having a good start of the season, they're starting to cool down like we expected. Um, yeah. but what do you think, hot or not? Yeah, I'm gonna give them a not, not a, I wouldn't give them a hard not. I'd maybe <clears throat> let it play out. I think <clears throat> maybe this year with the team they have, I mean, they do have a, they play in a tough division, but maybe, maybe for Montreal, I maybe they could get close to 500 at the end of the season. Um, but definitely right now they are not hot at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had that good start in the beginning of the season. I think a lot of that had to do with their schedule. I don't think they really had that um, strong of a schedule. I know they, oh no, they didn't play Boston in the beginning. Um, but they had some easy opponents that I think kind of helped them. And it's good for them. I mean, you kind of need a good week schedule to start off with because it builds some confidence that'll carry on with the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to give them a not. Yeah. Four um, game lose streak. That's yeah. not looking too good, especially in, um, you know, Atlantic, which is a pretty damn hard division to be playing in. So, I mean, I, yeah. I don't really see them getting past last place in that division. Um, you know, I think yeah. it's our Islanders. Maybe could beat them out for last, um, at least in terms of, uh, you know, standings in the, in the Eastern conference, but uh, yeah, dude, the Canadians are, they're not looking too good. No, they're not. 
Um, next one we also kind of touched on a bit. <clears throat> Columbus. Their last 10 is 1-7-2. and two. Um, Obviously with Patrick Laine getting a healthy scratch like we just talked about. Um, what's your pick, hot or not, for the Columbus? Not. I, yeah. I think they might... They might... They don't turn it around like something with Gaudreau and in line yeah. A. I mean, they're they're not looking too good. I think they have. Oh, I was gonna say they have the second worst goal differential after the Sharks. The Sharks have minus forty nine. Yeah. makes which sense. Is fucking mm. yeah. that they have that at this point. Yeah, I will uh, say though, credits to the Sharks. They did beat uh, who they beat. I forget who they beat, but they won five to one the other day. Um, which was a season high for them in goals. I think the most before that that they had in a game was three goals in a game was their highest. Uh, So yeah, seeing that five-goal game, I was like, wow. But that goal differential still is not looking good. I don't think it'll continue to get better. So That's what I love about hockey is just uh, it can just change like that even if your team is that shit. You can still win five to one. But yeah, with the Blue Jackets, I mean, it's – it's pretty incredible. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau, who's I think one of their highest played players, uh, as well as Line A. I mean, we talk about Line A, three points in nine games. That's dog shit. 19 games played, seven points for Gaudreau, which is going to be below any season. It's going to be below his rookie season, even in points. Yeah. Um, and we got, I mean, even Fantilli's got nine points in, in 19 games. Um, I know he publicly came out and was like, I fucking hate losing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a defenseman, Provorov, has the most points on their teams, 12 points in 19 games. So they're just getting absolutely no offense, yeah. not clicking at all. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they do fire their fucking coach, um, which they had that whole incident happen. Yeah, uh, with, um, Babcock. With, with Babcock. Yeah, with I didn't. And I forgot like, about that. That could be yeah. a big reason, actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some some work to do in Columbus. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We didn't really touch on this, and I wanted to with Line A. Like, where could you see him going realistically? I mean, that's tough. I'm not very good at like predicting where these players could go. What's his contract like? Does he have? If you know it. Um... I don't know it off the top of my head. Let's yeah. Because so if he's getting paid big bucks and he's getting three points, like that's hard to <clears throat> market that and be like, this guy could be good for your team, you know? Um, I really don't know, honestly, with him. And I think for Columbus, like it'd be tough to just get rid of him like that. I mean, I know they're kind of – they're in a shitty spot in the sense of – they're kind of in this weird bubble where they're not rebuilding. They've kind of built a good foundation. They just kind of need to build around that. So it's like, do you get rid of him or do you kind of stick it out? And I think a big thing that I, I mean, I forgot about was that torts thing. I think that's a big thing that, I mean, having a coach that you worked with all off season had all these game plans in play and just morale with the coach too and just camaraderie like having that connection with that coach and then (coughs) (coughs) having all that stuff come out and i think it just takes a toll on a team and i don't know i think that's to blame for a lot of their uh starts that they've had um for columbus i don't i couldn't really see him getting traded anywhere um yeah i think it's like a eight to nine million dollar cap hit a year so yeah that's gonna be hard to trade tr- trade with three points in nine games but yeah it'd be sweet if he came to uh, to calgary i don't think they have the cap space though no yeah that cap i think that's the big problem with him is i mean if he was getting a lot of points but i don't think we'd be in this conversation if he was having a lot of points so yeah all right next on the list we got the kings eight and oh on the road they're 11 three and three there's three points behind Vegas. This is this came out of nowhere because I, I think we were kind of talking about the Kings like they're maybe a wild card team, but uh, yeah, this is yeah some from the Kings. I mean, eight and zero on the road is like holy shit. I want to say it is a record um, for <clears throat> teams to start off like that, eight and zero away. I mean, even what at home? Where are they? They're three, three and three at home, so they're not great at home, but. 
they're still, I mean, I'm going to give them a hot as much as I don't like the Kings. Um, I think with the Pacific and how open it is, besides Vegas and Vancouver, I mean, they're only two points behind Vancouver right now, so they're really not that far behind. And only three points behind the Kings, so or the Knights. Um, I kind of saw them coming into this three spot just because I really don't see a whole lot of teams on here. I Okay, I thought Edmonton was going to be up a lot higher, but... Um, yeah, I mean, they've had a hot start, um, and it's been going, continue going. So, yeah, I'm going to give them a hot. Okay. Um, what do you think about the Kings? I think that it's, it's kind of hard for me to decide. Like, being <laughs> such a weird division like that, I'd say yeah, they are hot right now. They're looking at like they're in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd, I guess I'd give them a hot. Um, yeah. Who's in, the, who's in the second place? I mean, shit, they got the Canucks and, and Knights who are just absolute juggernauts. And I mean, they're not too far they're, behind. They're not too far behind them. I mean, they're only a game. If Canucks and <clears throat> Kings play a game tomorrow, the Kings would be ahead of them. Or I guess not because wins. But um like they'd be tied in points if they played a game. So <clears throat> and Kraken are six points behind them. So they do have a pretty sizable lead in the four spot. So um we'll see. I mean I think it's they're definitely hot right now. I just don't know I don't know. I mean unless Edmonton can figure it out and climb up that leaderboard, I think that three spot is theirs to take. Um yeah. Kraken don't really have great goaltending. The Ducks are the Ducks. The Flames can't really figure it out, but they are doing a little bit better as of recently. They are. And then the Oilers and the Sharks. And we know where those two teams are. Um, but yeah, I would say, I think giving them a hot for now. Yeah. Hot for now is good. Maybe not continue to be hot, but um, yeah, the next one. This is a this random prediction. I could see a not so good December from, from the Kings just because. The Kings? Were- killing it this this november i mean they didn't start off too hot but i just don't think they can i mean that ain't no on the road let let alone i mean being 11 three is is pretty difficult but uh yeah for hot for right now (laughs) yeah hot for right now we'll keep it at that cool all right uh next we're gonna go on to some players here um connor mcdavid right now so in the four games since jay woodcraft woodcroft has been fired from the oilers and they hired his old uh, Erie Otters coach. <clears throat> He's had five points in those four games. Uh, he had two goal- goals last night against um, the Panthers. So what's your points on that? He has 10 points right now at the time of this recording. So he's gotten five points in the last four games, but he's had 10 points this whole t- season. Um, what is your take on Mr. McDavid? Not. I don't think he's. I think he's still gonna underperform this year. And this yeah. is by coming from a Flames fan, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I truly think that he's still underperforming. He's yeah. not carrying his team like generational superstars should, like yeah. a Crosby would, like mm-hmm. a Patrick Kane would, like a Wayne Gretzky, like a Mario Lemieux, um, yeah. which is a big part of a player's legacy, um, and especially in the game of hockey. I mean, it's that's a big part of what type of player you are i mean yeah you can score all of these goals and whatnot but um you know i still don't think he's producing at the level he was i mean he does have 15 points in 15 games right now but uh i mean there's still three players ahead of him on the on the points points list evander kane bouchard and Drysdale. um so ahead of him. it is going to be interesting to see how the the oilers do because they're still not doing too well and um, you know, I think that they're on it. I want to say a three. No, they're on a two game losing streak right now, but those. Oh yeah. McTavish is 15. Yeah, I don't right. know where I saw he had 10. Yeah. I think he had 10 points before the firing. And now he has. That's right. Points. That's what I wrote that down for. Okay. Yeah. He had 10 points before the firing. And now in the last four games, he's had five. Um, but I will say like those three wins they got when, after the, the coach, got fired i mean they're against the islanders and kraken so it's nothing like yeah nothing too impressive and 
still like they're not too good against these legitimate teams that they're playing. But you can yeah. see the frustration in McDavid. And yeah, I mean, right now, say he's not, I think it's going to continue the rest of the season. He's just going to have an off year and um, maybe he'll pick things back up second half of the season. But I mean, still being at this point of the year and having three, four players ahead of you on the, on the points is not too good. So no. Yeah. I think, I don't know with him. I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't give him a not, I think maybe, okay. I'll give him a warming up, not a hot, but he's definitely, okay. I think he could be warming up. <clears throat> I think it's definitely frustrating. I could see, I, I don't know. Did you see the interview we had with one of the reporters last night about that Panthers win? Um, the reporter had asked, like, seems like you guys can't really get a lot of defense going. Would you rather it be like, how about you? Like, how are you guys trying to make it a four to one win versus a seven to five win? Like, what are you guys doing? And McDavid was pretty annoyed with that question because I guess that reporter has asked that question multiple times. He was like, geez, you love this question, don't you? Um, and I think Canadian media is so much different than if he was playing for even the Sharks or the Knights or any of these teams that really don't have that big media presence like Canada does. Um, And I think those guys, it's, I mean, I think it's just tough to play in Canada sometimes, and especially if your team is losing. Uh, I'm sure Quinn Hughes is loving life right now. I don't think he was the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, And I think Matthew Kachuk and – uh, Johnny Goudreau probably felt the same way where <clears throat> they're doing good, but it's just like, I don't know what the media was doing to them, but I think it's just, it's tough to play in Canada. I mean, unless you're winning, you're going to get hounded about yeah, your play. Media was going after them too. I mean, that was part of the reason yeah. they, they left. And I mean, not only that, you're making more money in the States and stuff. I mean, Canada's economic situation, the yeah. media situation yeah. when it comes to hockey, it's it's a tough place to play for sure. So, it is, yeah. But yeah, man, I feel for McDavid. I feel for the Oilers. Still, I dislike the Oilers a lot. But uh, yeah, man, I don't. No one saw this season. The start no. of the season is coming for them. There's still a lot no. of luck to play. So there is, yeah. And we talked about like um, <clears throat> McDavid possibly not doing what he did last year, which would be tough. But if he's the generational talent, we're all saying that he is. I mean, he should be able to keep up that 160 point pace, um, coming into his what 26 year old, 27 year old self. Yeah. Um, so years. we'll see how the rest. You, the there's still a lot of runway left for him to play, but it's not looking too good. We'll say I'll give him a warming up. You can give him a not. Yeah. But, give him a <clears> not. <throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's next? next we got on here is uh Willie Nylander, looks like. Yes. Um, 17 games, 27 points. I know he's on a 17-game point streak from the start of the season, which is fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. And he's probably one of the swaggiest players in the in the league. Oh, yeah. Right? I heard he was like you yeah. and Madison Beers or whatever, which is yeah. Like yeah. I know he's got some insane fucking insane looks and style. Style, and- yeah. Um, I, I remember I saw him when he went over to Sweden, he was on some like talk show and this grandma yeah. was just risen him up and yeah. talking about his looks and yeah. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious, but they love that, him over there. Taking the subway to the games. So yeah, yeah, that too. That was a funny picture. Uh, just him like sitting there and then the guy in the Leafs hat didn't even know it was him. Uh, he was pretty well disguised though. So I could see not, I could see how you don't recognize him or that you're sitting right next to him. Um, but yeah, I would say for him, definite hot. I mean, he's on a historic start, 17 yeah. game point streak to start the season. I don't know. I have no idea what the record is, um, but I imagine he's close to that uh, that record or on pace to do it at least. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely, especially after the, I think the Global Series kind of put a lot of eyes on him uh, with a lot of that media stuff. And I think everyone over there loves him. I want to say he's from... Stockholm or Sweden in general was that true right yeah he's from he's from Sweden I'm not sure exactly where in Sweden but uh yeah I think he's really performing this year too because he's on a contract year he's gonna get just true weed or oh he was born in Canada who knows where yeah but he is he is oh he's Swedish too okay 
Yeah. Um, I think his his dad was Swedish. Um, I want to say Michael Michael Nylander was his name. Um, but yeah, dude, William Nylander is tearing it the fuck up right yeah. now. Well, um, it's gonna be interesting to see where he what happens with the Leafs because they're. I mean, he's Swedish. looking like he's gonna get a big payday, so they're either gonna have to move someone or trade him or who knows i've heard all sorts of stuff with with william newlander but uh yeah, yeah he's he's definitely hot and um i know he's up there top 10 points and he's gonna stay there i think the rest of the season if he doesn't get hurt yeah so. i agree i think yeah he's <clears throat> it's a big year for him we'll see if toronto can keep him i mean they already have a lot of contracts and we'll see what happens with him um we'll follow that along too in the season maybe see if <clears throat> some stuff comes up about him yeah. Um, and where what they can do if they can resign him in the middle of the season. I know one thing before we move on. I know I heard somewhere that last time he resigned his contract when he was early twenties, <clears throat> he didn't want to talk about any contract negotiations until after the season. That kind of scared some people because they were like, just you know, scared that he's not going to resign there. Yeah. Um, but I have heard that this year he's willing to talk about it <clears throat> during the season. So we'll see. Maybe some stuff will develop as the season goes on. But our next player and final player for this is Matthew Kachuk. So despite the Florida Panthers <clears throat> being pretty hot right now, uh, the last three games, including last night, he hasn't had a point. But he does have 17 points this season, so he's tied for 39th in the league. Um, but as of recently, that three games without a point, um, what else? I had something else up here. <clears throat> About his last couple of games too. Um, okay, I spelled his name wrong. Take a chip. What's your pick for him? I'm saying I mean, right now he's not hot, but he's gonna get back up there. He's yeah, he is such a good player and. I think yeah. it's going to take a little bit of time. I think by all-star break, he's going to be point per game still and um, cruising along just fine. But, uh, I mean, these three games, I mean, these superstar players have those. But, I mean, I haven't been following the Panthers too much. Matthew Kachuk was probably my favorite player when he played for the Flames, but yeah, broke apart when he left. And yeah. um, it's kind of something I, I don't even like to watch anymore because I'm like, fuck, he could be on the Flames. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's he's gonna get back up there. He's just having a rough patch right now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, looking at his start to the season, let's see here. October, he had six points, and then this month he's got ten points. Or no, sorry, October he had seven points. This month he's got ten points. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. I uh, yeah, I don't think that it's a forever thing for him. I don't think. We'll see. I mean, last year he had 100 points. It's going to be going to have to be a hot rest of the year for him to keep up with that or get 100 points again. Um, but yeah, I mean, every player is going to go through rough patches. Um, so maybe just giving him a bit of a cool down um, or cooling down. Um, but yeah, we'll see how he continues this. But um, yeah, that's what we got for our hot or not segment. But next, we're going to continue with our Way Back Wednesday, even though what's today, Tuesday. Um, but it'll come out tomorrow. So, um, but yeah, so <clears throat> Way Back Wednesday, Galley, we're going to switch it up and kind of do one and one and kind of make these stories a little bit longer. That way, provide some stuff and it's not so quick. Spark note, it's a little bit more um, of a story and stuff like that. So, Galley, go ahead and take it away with your Way Back Wednesday. Yeah, so we get the 1998 Nagano Olympics, the men's tournament. I know there's a whole different story and history behind the women's tournament. Um, I think the 98 games was actually the first time uh, women's hockey was actually included in, in the Winter Olympics. But for this one, I'm going to talk about the men's side of things. I Maybe we'll do the women's side of things down the road. Um, but this was the first Olympics that the NHL players were able to play in. I know... Um, we talked a little bit about international hockey, um, the last podcast with, uh, you know, the, the Soviets brawl with the, the flyers and mm -hmm. them leaving the ice and whatnot. But uh, this was the first time NHL players were actually included in the Olympics. And before then, the Soviets and Russia 
just dominated the fuck out of the Olympics, um, besides yeah. 1980, obviously, but um, would just sweep, you know, these teams because their players weren't playing in the NHL. And yeah. uh, the Olympics prohibited, you know, professional hockey players to play in the Olympics, which they currently do that, which is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Gary needs to pull yeah. his head out of his ass. And I do think a lot of the owners and GMs are part of that decision. Um, but it really does grow the sport. I know, I mean, I think there's a lot of players that, you know, were playing in the 90s, 2000s, even the 2010s that watched that miracle game and were inspired by that. And mm-hmm. um, not only that, I mean, in 2010, you know, I remember watching that as a kid. It was crazy when Parise yeah. scored like 10, 10, 20 seconds left to tie it up and, uh, against Canada. And then, and then Canada won. But still, I mean, yeah. That game, having, yeah, it was insane. Yeah. Having that sort of talent. And then, you know, Soshi, the next Olympics when TJ Oshi mm-hmm. had six goals yeah. in the fucking shootout. But I mean, having that sort of play players won in the in the Olympic games, it's the most watched sport. Um, but not only that, it really draws to the growth of hockey. Um, yeah. but yeah, this was going back to Nagano, this is the first time NHL players were allowed in the games. Um, and there was some stacked I mean, stacked teams to start out with. Um, just looking at some of the rosters, um, we had Team Canada. We had Scott Stevens on there, Al McInnes, Brendan Shanahan, Rod Brindamore, Steve Eiserman, Joe Newendike. Martin Brodeur was backing in the in the goalie with Patrick Waugh, too, which is like, what Jeez. the fuck, dude? Yeah. And then we got uh, Rob Blake on top there on D, Chris Pronger, Adam Foote, Keith Primo, Theo Fleury, who's absolute fucking stud too. Love that guy. Uh, Ray Bork. Then we got Eric Lindros, Joe Sackick, and Gretzky. So the Canadians were fucking stacked. And uh, something that was very interesting is you'd think out of anyone, 98, Gretzky is in his 18th, 19th season. He's going to get the captaincy. Nope. Bobby Clark was the GM, which we talked about last broadcast. Last uh, podcast, and Bobby Clark gave Lindros the captaincy, which really? Lindros was only, I want to say, four or five years into the league. Um, huh. He was really good. Don't get me wrong. Eric Lindros yeah. was really good. But uh, that was an absolute shock to everyone and probably affected their team um, a little bit. But, uh, you know, going off of that, too, you know, Russia had an absolute, like, great team as well. I know they had a lot of players that were studs for the Soviets for a lot of years. Um, just to, you know, name a few, Pavel Bure was fucking unbelievable. Nine goals, zero assists the whole tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, is pretty wild. Uh, they also had Alexei Yashin, uh, Sergei Gonchar, Sergei Fedorov. Um, so, I mean, they had some absolute studs. Also, German Tidov, he was, an, he was another really good player for the Flames. Um, so they had some really good players uh, coming out of Russia. I think it was... A little less firepower than some of their previous teams in the Olympics, um, yeah. just because they're so dominant. But then you know, even holy shit, looking at the United States team, going off of that, they had an absolute firepowered team. I mean, just superstars all around. Brian Leach was on D with Darian Hatcher. Chris Chelios was in there. Then you got Mike Madonna, Bill Guerin, Brett Hull, Pat Lafontaine, Keith Kachuk, Dougie Waite. Jeremy Roenick. So they had some absolute studs on their team, Mike Richter and Nett. So, you know, going into it, you have these three teams that are just fucking shell superstar filled. I'd say Russia yeah. not as much just because, um, you know, there's, I mean, Fe- I mean, still they had some really good players. Fedorov and Pavel Bure were next level at that time. Um, but, I mean, comparing those Canadian and and American rosters, I mean, it was like a given that one of those teams, one of those three teams was going to take it home. But that's not what happened. And that's why I fucking love hockey. International hockey is fucking amazing because all sorts of crazy stuff happens. But the U.S. actually had an early exit, first round against the Czechs. Uh, Czech Republic knocked them out. And funny thing, I didn't even know until I researched this a little bit, Team USA trashed a bunch of rooms in the Olympic Village, according to the IOC, uh, Nagano. So Nagano is in Japan. 
which is not a hockey market at all. No, yeah. Which I think is, is kind of interesting, but I, I guess they had three apartments were vandalized, 10 chairs were broken, three firing ex- extinguishers were thrown in the court. One of them was thrown five stories down from a building, caused about two to $3,000 in damage. So that's about $4,000 in damage in 2023 dollars, which is... Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Think about it. I mean, it's <clears throat> not too much to those guys, but it's kind of crazy to think about like guys like Brett Hole or Keith Kachuk, Darian Hatcher, yeah. Ronick post game just raging, pissed um, off. Yeah. But I know like Dougie Wake came <clears throat> out and said, you know, there wasn't too much crazy stuff going on. There's some people going to a karaoke restaurant, drinking a few beers, but I don't know. It's a very, very controversial thing from the Olympics, and Bettman didn't release any of the names either for who was involved oh, because involved. probably would have had repercussions from who knows what. But uh, and who knows? I don't. I mean, I don't know the full. I don't think anyone really knows the full story except maybe them. But uh, yeah, very, very interesting. But uh, yeah, then the Canadians got knocked out too by the Czechs. So the Czechs knocked out the U.S. and then the Canadians. And the Canadians, wow. Yeah. Like, those are the two best teams. Um, They ended up meeting Russia in the finals, and they beat them 1-0 with a Dominic Hasek shutout. And holy shit, Yarmir Yager and Dominic Hasek Hasek put that team on their back. I mean, I know they did have some good players, like Svoboda was on there, Um, uh, Robert Reichel. Was a really good player for the Penguins. Um, but I mean, only 11 players were on NHL rosters or had been drafted. And for them to come out in the first Olympics where the NHL, you know, games, NHL players are allowed to play in um, and win gold. Not only that, Czechoslovakia yeah. broke up five years before that and they're somewhat of a new country. Um, very, very impressive. And Dominic Hasek had such a good tournament, which is crazy playing against some of these superstar teams. He had a .97, not even over one, .97 goals against, and a nine, not .961 save percentage, 5-1 and one record, and two shutouts, um, including that gold medal game. So, yeah, I mean, I love international hockey. I love Olympic hockey. I think they 100% need to bring it back. But uh, I think that's something that's one Olympics that gets kind of overshadowed, overshadowed by uh, the miracle on ice and uh, twenty ten Olympics with the golden goal or twenty six or twenty fourteen yeah. with, with Oshi. But uh, you know the ninety eight Olympics that didn't go too well for the Canadians or, or Americans. But uh, holy shit! Like just to see a small country like Czech Republic win that and uh, yeah. just players like Yager and Hasek, like NHL legends, put their team mm-hmm. on their back win gold medal it's it's pretty amazing um just for the sport of hockey and um really put czech republic on the map uh for them to win that first uh olympics with uh you know all those players and the players that allowing players from the nhl in it um pretty damn impressive but yeah that's my it's my way back wednesday we'll have some killer ones coming soon i uh, got lots of good stuff to talk about but i did want to talk about because this was a a pretty pretty fascinating story and tournament um yeah i didn't know that there was that many like nhl legends on some of those usa and let alone i mean canada itself should have been the easy choice to win but yeah to have the czech republic to come out and do that i mean nowadays we do have some good uh czech players like uh i think pastas from czech uh kevin fiala all that stuff i mean who knows those kids i mean they probably watched that game as kids and were like I mean, it probably turned them on to hockey too. I mean, I know with the 1980 Olympics, that's um, I had heard Jeremy Roenick kind of talk about it and say how those game, those Olympic games really turned them on to hockey as Americans. Um, Yeah. So it's just, that's crazy that the Czech did that. And that's funny about the U S just trashing the Olympic village like that. Um, Yeah. I have an idea. No at all. Yeah. like, <laughs> yeah yeah i wonder who could be behind that um yeah no, I, i'm wondering too but i mean going going yeah. over you know, talking about the czech republic i mean i've been there i went to prague this this summer and i would love mm-hmm. to go back during the winter and see a hockey game because yeah um you know I, 
I know Prague has very, very big hockey culture and, and sports mm. culture in general for Czech Republic. And um, I mean, having players like Yager come out of there, I mean, Yager has fucking legendary, legendary story about him. But uh, even though, oh, yeah. like, I mean, he was fucking lights out NHL, won an Olympic gold medal basically for his country. So it's, it's a pretty mm. fascinating story. And um, I know there's a documentary on it uh, from, I think it's the Olympic channel or something like that. So um, pretty, pretty damn impressive though. So, yeah, no, I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's one thing I think all of us want to see is some sort of international playback for uh, hockey players, especially NHLers. Uh, even if they did like the world cup of hockey too, like, I mean, I saw some stuff about, <clears throat> back in what 2018 or 2016 when they did the last one with like North America and all that stuff um against Sweden it just looks like that's just awesome like i mean i remember watching the olympics with like you said the 2010 or 2010 and 2014 with yeah. Sochi and all those ones like those were just great times to watch hockey and it was just fun to see all those players and like idols that like i watched like Joe Pavelski an american player going and is now the captain of his national team playing in the Olympics for hockey. Like that's huge. Yeah. Um, 100%. And that's yeah, good for the game too. Yeah. It's fun for the fans. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is like, I understand the point from GMs and, and ownership and yeah. stuff. Like, their players getting hurt. The Olympics is middle of February towards the end of the NHL season. But yeah, um, you know, I think there's a lot of pluses about it. And not only that, I think that all the players want to play in it. I think yeah, all the players too. want to play in it. Um, especially the Olympics, because that's, I mean, the Olympics is a very special place in, in all sports, yeah. but uh, I mean, you know, to be in hockey, it's it's one of those sports where it's like, okay, you got basketball in the Olympics, USA is going to dominate everyone. Now we got Not recently. Yeah, no, well, that's do they? true. That is true. I mean, but historically... Yeah, yeah. Dominate in, in basketball. I mean, yeah. there's probably some arguments. Not it's probably not going to be like that in the future mm. with France rising up and stuff. But uh, yeah, and then you know they got baseball, which is, it's, I'd say it's somewhat competitive. But the U.S. is always going to be favored in that. Yeah. Um, and now they got football, which the U.S. is going to sweep. Yeah. Um, and I think hockey is one of those sports in the Olympics that's so competitive. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Winning Canada, USA, Russia, Sweden, Finland. Yeah. Um, there's there's all sorts of good good teams out there. Yeah, in the that are hockey countries that mm -hmm. I really want to see games at, man. Like, yeah, no, it would be cool. I think also just like with sports, I could say like <clears throat> I think soccer is a very universal all around the world sport. Um, I think basketball is definitely becoming one, but hockey is one that I think not a lot of people realize how big it is in. Russia, Sweden, the Czech, um, not most of the European countries, except for like Sweden and all those, <clears throat> Norway, Finland, like all these teams, all these countries that do have a competitive hockey team. And it's not just the US or Canada. I mean, I know we've seen more recent like wins from Canada and stuff, but I mean, even a Team USA now, like if you look at that lineup versus Canada, I think it's pretty even. I mean, you've got, if you want to put your superstar McDavid on Canada, we've got our superstar Austin Matthews, which yeah. is pretty close come up. We've also got Jack Hughes, Matthew Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, all the uh, Quinn Hughes as well now. He's leading the points in leagues damn near. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be an interesting – I think America's kind of coming to turn where we're going to have some competitive hockey in the Olympics, but we'll see if that ever happens, so. But, yeah, no, and it's uh, it, yeah, dude. In today's age, it would be so cool to see. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. World Cup of Hockey or Olympics, something like that. But man, it's just gonna come down to the owners and GMs and and Batman. So yeah, it's gonna keep getting we'll food when he brings out the cup every year. If he yeah. keeps, it up. <laughs> yeah, he'll always get that. But um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But other than that, guys, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, that pretty much wraps up our episode this week. I hope everyone listening has a great Thanksgiving or if it's already happened that you have had a great Thanksgiving um, and the rest of the holidays coming up too. Um, but we will be back next week. Uh, there's no really break that we have. There's some good hockey tomorrow. 
on Wednesday. We talked talked about maybe doing a parlay, um, but I don't know when this is exactly going to come out, so I don't want to blue ball anyone um, <clears throat> with our picks, and we're 0-3 right now, so take a little bit of a break. Um, but other than that, make sure everyone follow, listening, make sure you guys go follow all of our Instagram, YouTube, that'll get your updates. Let's you guys know when we put out episodes. It also lets us know that you guys are supporting us um, and following along too. So, but other than that, guys, thank you for listening. Galley, I'll see you next week. And also have a good Thanksgiving. You as well, man. And to our, yeah. all our listeners out there, you know, thank you for listening. Grateful for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Enjoy some uh, turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. hockey. Yeah, and of course hockey. You got some <laughs> sports coming around uh, Thanksgiving time. Really excited for it. Enjoy the days off of work. Cheers. Yeah, those. me too. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. But uh, yeah, we out.